The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. One more week, or maybe two more weeks. If you're playing into week 18, we got your back. But if you're not, we definitely have your back for week 17. What's up, everybody? Congratulations on making it to your fantasy championship. Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, and Dave Richard here talking about the waiver wire. Do have some pretty decent quarterback options. Mike White re-enters the discussion. Brock Purdy, maybe Gardner Minshew again this week. Uh, you're going to pick up Zach Moss against the Giants or Chuba Hubbard this week. We'll tell you who the best options are. Of course, they're always exciting wide receivers on the waiver wire. And Jamie, how's it looking? How's it looking for week 17? That's looking good. You know, a lot of good receiver options. Um, running back pretty thin, but there could be potentially two starters in some interesting situations if things go probably the wrong way. Um, well, we can explain that later. Uh, quarterback, like you said, is good. You know, if you need somebody, there's also some interesting two quarterback league candidates if you're, if you're stuck and, uh, there's a potential, you know, it, it's, it's funny cause right at the threshold of what we talk about, there's two, I think must start guys in Tyler Algier and Tyler Higby. So if your name is Tyler for week 17, um, and you're available, pick them up and start them. Okay. Uh, and maybe Tyler Lockett was dropped. Maybe, maybe he plays this week. Tyler Algier is uh, facing the Cardinals, who have now allowed 17 or more PPR fantasy points to a running back in nine of their last 10 games. Five in a row. It is crazy. And Tyler Higby gets to the Chargers, which is a media, which is a neutral matchup. But uh, doesn't matter. Baker's hot right now, baby. I think uh, it was okay. Where do you have Tyler Higby ranked? Uh, six or seven. Yep. Right in that range. Uh, right back to falling in love with the big lug. Ha- <laughs> Have you looked at his A dot? Does it matter to you? You know what his his A dot is this year? This year it's 3.3 yards. And the last two games with Mayfield, it's about two yards. That is running back territory. 
So I don't know if that matters to you at all, but that you you just he does not go downfield. He is just a safety valve, which is okay, right? Okay. Get the That's catches. Good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Do you know how bad tight end is right now? Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, okay. So let's uh let's go through our top priorities then. Jamie, the top priorities, the Tylers, Bonnie Tyler, uh, who else? Like, who's the top priority? Tyler Durden. <laughs> uh, if you're not named Tyler and you fall within the range of guys we're talking about, uh, John Dotson would be number one. Um, he's obviously been on fire, 16 PPR points or more in three straight games. Uh, I'll say because of what the quarterback situation looks like right now, if you don't have Tua and Lamar does not play, um, if Amar doesn't, excuse me, if uh, if Amar doesn't play, if Hertz doesn't play, I still like Minshew the best over Mike White. But clearly they're trying to get Hertz back on the field and he's wanting to play. So that kind of puts a little wrinkle. So I'll put Mike White too. And then three, I guess we can go back to Brandon Cooks uh, just based on nine targets and the Jaguars may be resting guys. So he could have another opportunity to finish strong as well. What's right. his roster ship? 62%. Okay. So, so, I mean, again, we're talking 5% difference between, yeah. you know, some potential superstars and some guys that are just maybe, eh, you know, but uh, if if we're not looking at the number that we typically talk about, Algier would be one, Dotson would be two, Higby would be three. Algier, Higby, oh, sorry, Algier, Dotson, Higby, but yeah. if it's, we're going a little bit lower than that, it's Dotson, Minshew, um, Brandon Cooks, basically, and Mike White. In the I discussion. put White ahead of Minshew just because of opportunity. Mike White ahead of Minshew, but if Minshew were starting, then it'd be yeah. Mike White. It'd be Minshew, sorry. What about Purdy? I mean, I think you know what you're getting from Purdy, and it's an interesting uh, tie-in. The Raiders for the season allow 20.9 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. In the four games that Purdy has played since Garoppolo's injury, he's averaging 20.5 <laughs> points per game. So, <laughs> okay. you know, I just pencil that in. That's fine. I mean, it's kind of – I think you know what you're getting. You know, 19, 20 points. I don't see a much bigger ceiling for him because they'll probably just run on the Raiders. And – Give the Raiders some credit. It's four straight games where they've held an opposing quarterback to 19 points or less. Granted, three of those guys were terrible, um, but Herbert was the start of that, and he had 19 points. How about the 49ers? They have two players with uh, more than six touchdown catches this year. They hadn't had even one with more than six touchdown catches since 2013, so that is wild. Dave, who are your top priorities? I'm with Jamie most of the way on this stuff. I think Dotson's unstoppable. And it almost doesn't matter who his quarterback is. He's he's sure to have a huge role. He's just a great player for the commander. So he's first for me. And I really think it just comes down to what you need. And if you need a running back, then Chuba is still somebody that I'm interested in. Crazy good game against the Lions. He's facing another tough defense this week in the Bucks. He's the one that if they're playing from behind, he's going to be on the field more than Deontay Foreman. I'm not as excited about other running backs like Zach Moss, Hassan Haskins, maybe Damian Harris if he ends up playing, but we don't even know if that's going to be the case. So I'll go Dotson one, Chuba two, and then I think I'll take Dorch third, assuming that it's still McSorley under center for the Cardinals. It's a lot going on here. Dorch, so what did you make of that? Right, Heath pointed out on HQ yesterday, Marquise Brown was – Limited, he played about two-thirds of the snaps, and, and when mm-hmm. Brown had been healthy, Brown had been the slot-wide receiver, and Dorch hadn't been playing. So, I mean, I feel like there's a chance of a zero from Greg Dorch. Yeah, that's a, a little concerning, you know, but part of it, I don't know if it was, if you go back three weeks, so three weeks ago, he didn't play with a knee injury, and then the next two games is when Kyler got hurt, and things kind of just got all out of whack for them, so 
you know, did Cliff Kingsbury want to go back to what was working with, you know, the Dortch Rondell Moore player, obviously Dortch now uh, in the slot and putting Marquise Brown back outside, maybe get him going a little bit as well. So yes, Heath's theory, I think makes a lot of sense because Marquise Brown missed a lot of practice time last week with an illness. So we'll see how that goes going into this week. But I mean, you got to buy into at least what Dortch showed you because that's now five games this season where he's been featured and five games where he scored at least 13 PPR points. So, you know, it's hard to overlook that. It's just a matter of what will Cliff Kingsbury do. And again, it could be the quarterback. That's McSorley's first start. He leaned on a crutch. And, you know, is that going to happen with Colt McCoy, who will obviously be a little bit more aggressive challenging on the outside? And Hopkins Is it going to be McCoy? If McCoy's healthy, he's playing. I think I would change off of Dorch if McCoy's playing. Uh, why? I, I, I mean, for I me, think it's the, just the, the, the receiver time. spot. Yeah. The, the, the third guy for me after Dotson and Cooks is Richie James if Kenny Moore stays out. Because he could have another big game as well. Oh, they have been terrible since the Kenny Moore injury. The Colts yeah. against wide receivers, especially against slot receivers. Yep. Um, I don't know that anybody's going to start Richie James in your final. I mean, it could be a 25 pass attempt kind of game for Daniel Jones instead of 41 yeah. or whatever he had last week. But that's what we're looking. I mean, after the top two wide receivers in Dotson and Cooks, it's it's not great. But let me also tell you this about Dotson, since you both have talked about him as, you know, potentially the the top waiver claim, depending on what you need here. The Browns, I'm just gonna throw. I'm gonna say this. I'm not. This is not my. You know, I'm not saying to sit him or anything. But the Browns have been terrific against wide receivers since week six. Only two wide receivers have more than 66 yards against the Browns. That was Chris Godwin and Jamar Chase. Both went under 100 yards. Who hasn't gotten more than 66 yards in that stretch? Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, T. Higgins in a game he played without Jamar Chase. Um, also, in their last four games, they've given up one completion of 20-plus air yards. That was a 45-yard touchdown pass from Joe Burrow to Trenton Irwin on a flea flicker. Um, mm. Now, they've played very easy competition in their last four games, other than the Bengals. Uh, it was Bengals, Texans, Ravens, and the Saints in that weather. But... I just want to throw that out there. Dotson on paper has a really bad matchup against a team that's playing that's terrible against the run. You know, they're probably going to run the ball 25 times, right? And uh, great against the pass lately. So, you know, consider that, guys. What do you think, Dave? It makes sense. I guess it would come down to how effective we think, or not how effective, how competitive this game will be. Because if the commanders can run it against Cleveland and the Browns can't answer it, or if they answer it with only running the ball, then... Sure, there could be a, a target drain for everybody in Washington. But I just I I like the way that Dotson's been playing, and I really hate to miss out on another big game. Well, I, I think it's just a matter of putting things in perspective as we always should do on Tuesdays. There's a huge difference between must add and must start. So if you're looking at the players who are available to you, Dotson is the, the must add wide receiver. Does that mean he automatically has to go into your lineup in two receiver leagues? No. In yeah. three receiver leagues, it's hard to get away from what he's done. Yeah. So, you know, it's a matter of perspective here. I think he's got an opportunity to be a third receiver. Yes, the matchup is not as ideal as you would like, but you would probably say the same thing about San Francisco yes. last week, too. Yeah. Right. Big game against them also. So, uh, granted, again, as as you alluded to, the score will probably change how this particularly – how this probably ends up for Dotson. I, I don't know if Cleveland's offense will all of a sudden wake up. You know, they're they're plotting their way through, through games, uh, and Watson looks terrible. So, you know – if they if they show up and, and they put up points against Washington, then Dotson might have a chance for a monster game. If they don't, then he's probably going to be in in the 30s. You know, if things just go the way they've been going, where he's getting six plus targets and you know may or may not score. So I, I think he's worth the gamble in, in a three receiver league. But in a two receiver league, okay, 
I don't know if you have to start him right away. Like, he's yeah. not a, in my top 24. He's just outside. Right. right. Same here. Okay. Um, all right. Cool. So those are some of the big names to know. Algier, Higby, Dotson, the quarterbacks, Brandon Cooks, Chuba Hubbard, Greg Dortch. And uh, another big name to know is Ryan Wilson and Rick Spielman. You may know Ryan Wilson is one of the hosts of the Pick 6 podcast. Sometimes he comes on FFT during draft season. He is our draft guru. And you definitely know Rick Spielman. He's the guy that drafted Adrian Peterson, Dalvin Cook, and Justin Jefferson in real life when he was the GM of the Minnesota Vikings. Well, Ryan and Rick have a brand new weekly NFL draft podcast called With the First Pick where they dive deep into mock drafts, prospect profiles, stock watch, and more. This is going to be terrific. I haven't had a chance to listen, but I can't wait to do it once the season ends. So check it out. It's called With the it's First great. Pick. I watch, I watch games with Rick every Sunday, and he's fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. Um, with the First Pick. Check it out anywhere you listen to podcasts. News and notes. Okay, Denver fired Nathaniel Hackett. Jerry Rosberg is going to be the interim head coach. Jamie, do you think there's any fantasy impact there as they face the Chiefs this week? Not really. You know, I, I can't imagine there's going to be a huge shakeup with two games to go. You know, they, they're they committed to Russell Wilson, so it's not like they're going to pull a Colts and, and bench their starter and, you know, all of a sudden try and change things up. M- maybe if they just feel like Russ needs a mental break, then that happens, but I can't see it going that way. And so it's probably just the same expectations. You know, Wilson, desperation quarterback play in super flex or two quarterback leagues. He did have a huge game against the Chiefs last time. Jerry Judy's a must-start receiver at this point, and Sutton, I think, is worth buying into as a number three receiver this week just because Dolchett's probably out, and again, the chasing point scenario plays in his favor. With the way Judy's playing right now, and by the way, he stayed on the outside yesterday, which was great, 85% of his snaps on the outside, I guess, two days ago. Um, is Wilson, is Russell Wilson against the Chiefs, who just, Jamie said he just lit them up a couple of weeks ago, is he better than Mike White, Brock Purdy, Gardner Minshew? I can't trust it. I just I mean, can't. I, I, he's been so bad. It's I hard guess, to buy into. I guess from the boom bust potential, yes, he probably has a higher ceiling than those guys because he's going to probably throw the ball forty plus times. You know, I, I would think Mike White probably does also, but you know, you just never know. Um, however, it's in Arrowhead. It's still a team that's in disarray. There may be some, you know, change of philosophy to some regard. So. Yes, he could go for 30 points again, and he could also go for three. <laughs> you know, he's just yeah. that type of guy. Okay, uh, Carson Wentz is in the mix. We still don't know who's going to start. They're facing Cleveland. Jalen Hurts might play this week. He's got the bad shoulder, but they need one more win to lock up the one seed. So I think most of us probably feel this, like they can this do This is it an interesting him. week for, for them because if they win, they increase the chances of a better peck That's because true. they have the Saints pick. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. And the Saints have gotten a little hot lately. Justin Fields, how much going into this week, guys? If you have Justin Fields, are you looking at the waiver wire because he hurt his foot? He had his foot stepped on. His shoulder, his non-throwing shoulder, is bothering him again. He ran for 11 yards at Detroit, which is a, you know amazing matchup. But you know, do you, Dave, are you looking yeah. for alternatives just to be safe if you have Justin Fields? If you really want to go to the waiver wire and pick up another quarterback just to have that option, and maybe you were thinking about doing that now on a Tuesday morning when we're not getting the injury reports, then you could go and do that and pick up a Mike White or maybe even Minshew if he's still there. But I would still plan on starting fields. If he starts missing practice and if the reports start to get a little hairy out of Chicago, then I'm racing to the waiver wire to get a quarterback. I guess I'll I'll finish by saying if I don't need anything else for my team, and I intend to start Justin Fields, I'm still going to start Justin Fields, but I might want to go and prioritize another quarterback 
just in case he doesn't make the game. Tua Tungavailoa is in the concussion protocol. And would you rather have Teddy Bridgewater or Baker Mayfield if you were in a super flex league? Baker. Teddy. Lamar Jackson, we still don't know. He could return this week. Get the, the Steelers this week on Sunday night. That's the Sunday night game, right? They flex that one. Um, they did. Mike White going to start. Zach Wilson's going to be inactive. Okay, there is a game this week. There are two games this week that are completely meaningless, and that is Tennessee-Dallas. Well, no, I'm sorry. for <laughs> Meaningless for, for half of the party. Tennessee-Dallas and Jacksonville-Houston. Uh, Three-fourths. It's meaningless. Yeah, I guess. Well, Houston still needs to keep losing to lock up that one spot, right? But Tennessee and Jacksonville play next week in Week 18, and that game, regardless of what happens this week, will decide the AFC South and will decide who makes the playoffs. So they have incentive to rest players this week if they're you know injured. And Derrick Henry is on the injury report. So I guess as we approach mm-hmm. this week, Jamie, what do you think about your Titans and your Jaguars? Are you confident that we can even start these guys? Well, I was really counting on Malik Willis to Robert Woods. That's been a connection that's really carried me to my championship. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I didn't rank Derrick Henry. I don't, I don't expect him to play. So uh, at this point, I think you have to go with the understanding of the fact that they put him on the injury report you know, is, is a little telling so that they probably cover themselves. I mean, I, I've been checking the, the Mike Vrabel quotes uh, for the last two days, and he's kind of hinting that way. It just makes sense. You know, he's their offense. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons probably doesn't play as well. He's been battling injuries all season. You know, we've talked about a lot of the other guys on defense and, and their offensive line is banged up. So yep. there's just a, a strong indication there for them. Plus a short week, you know, so um, why would they, why would they risk it? The Jaguars are a little bit different. They're so hot right now. It, it would be a little strange to see them sit their guys for the entire game. Yeah. But clearly, again, you know, you want to make sure you have everybody healthy for for that Week 18 showdown that uh, could miraculously get them in the playoffs. So uh, I'm leaning a little bit more toward avoiding the the Titans and still trusting the Jaguars. But as you know, you you see the list that I sent you. Um, two of the running backs that you should be considering, obviously, more in deeper leagues than in shallow formats. Arson Haskins and Jamichael Hasty, and Hasty probably makes more sense than Haskins because if he does get the opportunity to start, you're talking about a good matchup against the Texans as opposed to Haskins against the the uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, and, and someone pointing out in the chat, I think both teams are still technically alive for the wild card, but pretty unlikely. It's such a difficult path. Yeah, very unlikely. So it's going to come down to winning the division for them. All right, let me get through the rest of the notes here. Jamal Williams has a leg injury. He missed the fourth quarter in that game last week. They get Chicago this week, and it could be Justin Jackson in deeper leagues that you might be picking up. Christian Watson, we're crossing our fingers. We'll call him day-to-day for now, hoping he can get back out there against the Vikings. If not, you can take a look at Romeo Dobbs. Tyler Lockett, questionable. Again, we're hoping he gets back out there against the Jets. Hunter Henry hurt his knee. Jonu Smith left with a concussion, so there's definitely a target, not a huge target void, but one to fill for the Patriots against the Dolphins. Um, JC Horn broke his wrist, Carolina's starting cornerback. So that's, they've lost their top two corners in the last month and they're facing the the juggernaut passing offense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Panthers really might go in there and win that game. I mean, gosh, the Bucks just not very good. Cincinnati right tackle Lyle Collins tore his ACL and his MCL and all of the awful Monday night games that you've had to sit through at some point this year, hopefully we're make up for all of it with, with, uh, Bill's Bengals. This week, how cool is it that Bills Bengals on Monday night is going to decide so many fantasy championships? You know, I mean, we said that awesome. back in May when yeah. the schedule came out. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah. Greg Dulcich has a hamstring injury. 
Uh, that's basically it. I mean, there's uh, Philadelphia had a bad week, actually. Lane Johnson, their right tackle, is going to miss the rest of the regular season. Cornerback Avante Maddox is going to miss time. Jordan Davis left with an injury. He's their run stuffer. And how about Buda Baker, Arizona's, I think, Pro Bowl safety, fractured his shoulder out, kid, out for the season. Mm-hmm. And maybe this could be the week. What's that? Crazy. Yeah. And maybe this he could be the week. Right. Uh, this could be the week that a number one wide receiver actually does well against Arizona. We're hoping for that with Drake London, but they keep doing well against that number one guy. I want to read an email real quick before we get into more waiver wire players. It's from Janice. Where's Janice from? Janice is from Portland, Oregon. Yemen. She's actually from Westchester. She's my neighbor. Uh, that's the truth. My half hour for me. But uh, she says, six years ago, I joined my first fantasy football league. I read fantasy football for dummies to get me through. Then I found your podcast and I listened to it religiously starting end of July. Now today at 61, I am proud to say I am in the finals. I It is true when I say I could not have done it without you guys. Thank you. To share a little funny story, every Thanksgiving, each family member has to write down what we are thankful for. It cannot be family or health. One by one, other members read what each wrote and we guess who wrote what. This year I wrote, I am thankful for some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. When mine was, <laughs> when mine was read, there was silence. And then someone clicked yeah. and looked at me. My husband, who does not play fantasy at all, looked at me like, what the heck? Who are these guys? And then my niece said, you listen to football podcasts? To which I said, of course, fantasy football today. That's how I'm doing so well. So I thought that was a really funny story. Congratulations to Janice making her first fantasy football final. Um, and congratulations to you. And go ahead Very and win cool. that league. That's great. Um, can I give a quick shout out to uh, Miguel at Seasons 52 in Boca Raton? Yeah. Um, I was at lunch yesterday for my wife's birthday. And he says, hello, Jamie Eisenberg. And I was like, oh, uh, hello. <laughs> and so uh, Miguel made his uh, semifinals in, in three or four leagues. He, he lost all three of them, I think is what he said. Ah. But uh Said he really enjoys our, our show. So that was a nice, uh, nice little touch yesterday. All so, right. Very cool. We appreciate it, Miguel. Cool. So Miguel says hi to you, but when I go there and eat at the bar, he never says anything. <laughs> okay. I see how it is. All right, Miguel. I see how You're it is, now. Miguel. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll give you the top three at each position. We'll recap Chargers, Colts, five fantasy points from Justin Herbert. And look at the last, the last five touchdowns that the Cardinals have. That the, sorry, that the Chargers have scored, dating back three games now. Eckler one yard run, Kelly one yard run, Eckler three yard run, Eckler one yard one run, Eckler one yard run. It's not good for Justin Herbert. We'll be right back to talk more waiver wire after this. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, 
and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, our top three quarterbacks, Jamie. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did Miguel give you free dessert? <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't our server. Huh. Get over it, Dave. Sorry. Uh, I'm just saying, that would have been nice. Not even like a discount on the flatbread, nothing. No. No. The you want desserts to, are awesome. I, I'll tell right, a, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll tell a quick, after we do the waiver, I'll tell a quick, hopefully funny story about free dessert. Jamie, who are the top three waiver wire priorities at uh, quarterback? Uh, there are only three because I think at this point in the season, you know what you're getting. So if you look at the the uh, waiver wire column on, on CBSports.com, I listed a bunch of like two QB and super flex options if you're desperate. But uh, it for me, it's Mike White because I think he has the best chance to start, then Gardner Minshew, then Brock Purdy. And, and by that, I mean just because I think Jalen Hurts can return. Right. But you'd re- if if Hurts does not come back, you'd rather have Minshew than White, right? I would start Minshew over White, yes. I think there's just a little bit of a higher ceiling for him. Okay. And Dave, how would you rank it? I've got Minshew one, but I'm nervous because what if Jalen Hurts comes back? Then it's a waste of a pickup. White's right behind him. I have Sam Darnold third. Not that I feel great about it. I When it comes to Darnold, Bridgewater, Purdy, you're, you're dealing with a bunch of risk. There's no question about it. But the only quarterback in the last three weeks to not put up at least 25 fantasy points against Tampa was Trace McSorley. And I think that Darnold has been playing good enough that maybe he gets you a little bit past what Brock Purdy's been giving you, which is 18 to 20. And I think Bridgewater could do the same against New England. Okay. Uh, interesting there. Now, these are, I want to point out, these streaming quarterbacks don't appear to have good matchups. Seattle is questionable. The thing about Seattle's C- okay. C- right. They have allowed 20 to 26 fantasy points to six of the last nine quarterbacks they've faced. Um, but they're not, the, the, I don't know that's a good matchup for Mike White. Well, hold on. Here's the thing. <laughs> Seattle has one of the worst run defenses in football right now, and everyone is running on them. And they are they see the eighth fewest pass attempts in the NFL. Five of the last six quarterbacks to face the Seahawks have thrown fewer than 30 passes, including Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. I don't think the Jets can really run the ball right now. But Right. But Mike White, if you look at his last two games, like he was great against the Bears because the Bears were falling all over the field and being terrible. His last two games, I mean, his rates were awful. And his completion percentage, his yards per attempt, I mean, terrible. But he threw the ball so much, 57 times and 44 times. So I did want to bring that up. I mean, do you think Mike White is the kind of guy that has to throw a lot to be good? Because nobody's doing that against the Seahawks lately. They're just running the football. And then again, I don't know that the Jets can actually do that. So maybe this is a moot point. I mean, that's I what I'm thinking. ball probably 40 times. I mean, that's right. kind of just been his MO. He's averaging 317 yards per game in the three starts that he made. And while the Minnesota game wasn't as good as you like, if you, you know, Braxton Berrios catches that touchdown, we probably feel a little bit different yep. about maybe where the ceiling lies for Mike White. So you know what you're getting. I mean, he's clearly been a, a, a number three quarterback for the majority of his career for a reason. You know, he's invigorated that locker room, that fan base, and, and looks a thousand times better than the, the guy that they drafted in Zach Wilson. So, you know, there, there's a lot of things that are working in his favor. And plus, he has a you know, pretty good receiving core that might be healthy for the first time, really, in, in, in the majority of the three starts because everybody was kind of banged up at some point, whether it was Corey Davis or Elijah Moore. So I think you just look at it and say, okay, can he be a top five quarterback? I don't know if that's the realm of possibility for him, but no. I mean, to, to just to bring up the guys Dave mentioned, I like him a hell of a lot more than Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater. I wouldn't touch those yeah. guys at all. 
So, um, you know, for me, it's, it's kind of like Minshew and White are kind of lumped together a little bit because I think the Saints defense deserves some credit. And so I don't think Gardner Minshew has the same success, but I think he's around 20, 22 points. I think Mike's, Mike White's around 20, 22 points. And then Purdy to me is like 18, 20. And then those other guys, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother with. Okay. And if Minshew starts, you like him more or less than you did last week? Less, but similar ranking. Okay. Correct. The Saints, <laughs> the last nine games, they're giving up the fewest yards per play in the NFL. They have this sneaky, amazing defense right now. And of course, the Eagles. One quarterback over 20 points. The Eagles can do whatever they want to whoever they want, basically, but just want to throw it out. It's, you know, it's not a great matchup. Okay. So um, different quarterback takes there, but White and Minshew at least appear to be at the top of the list. Sure. And the other thing is that most leagues, there's either two teams left standing or four teams left standing. So right. it shouldn't be much of a mad rush to get any of these quarterbacks. Uh, by the way, would you start them over Daniel Jones against the Colts and Geno Smith against the Jets? Uh, I have it ranked right now. Minshew, White, Jones, Geno. I have Minshew, Geno, Jones, White. Okay. Running back. Dave, your favorite running backs. Uh, let's put Tyler Algier at the top of the list. But after that, who who would you go for? Yeah. Algier would be at the top if he's still available. But if he's not available, I'll take Chuba first. Um if you want to bank on the Jaguars resting their guys and hasty is the one to go get after that. And maybe you should just go get him after that because what's left after Chuba Hubbard is really not that great. It's Zach Moss. Who's available in about half the leagues. Uh, Hassan Haskins who's available everywhere. Damian Harris. If he plays, he's only available in a little more than a third of leagues. And then the rest of the names are all gross. So if I'm ranking it, it's Algier, Chuba, hasty one, two, three. Did Zach Moss, at least just the fact that he, dominated snaps, and he played on third down. Did he do enough to give you a semblance of confidence against the Giants this week? He had 12 carries for 65 yards, one catch for five yards against the Chargers. Deion Jackson had four touches. Three of them were catches. But Moss still played more on third down. Um, And now, I mean, at this point, the Giants are probably a better matchup than the Chargers. That's how bad the Giants are against the run. But did Moss give you flex confidence in him? Yeah, non PPR leagues for sure. You know, I I think you you look at uh, when they had chances to run the ball, and you you know you you alluded to this prior to the game. You know how many times they've been running the ball under Jeff Saturday, he was their guy. You know, so it it's it's clearly him, but it's such an inept offense that it's so tough to trust even against the Giants. Like the Giants DST should have a big week, so especially if Nick Foles starts again. So do they go back to Sam Ellinger? I don't know if that makes a huge difference. Now they said they're going to stick with Foles. Yeah, so I mean, if that's wow. the case, then, then it's it's a disaster waiting to happen. So, you know, I think you give Moss credit, you give the Colts running attack some credit, and you just hope that he falls into the end zone. So, flex at best, PPR not as appealing as non PPR. So, you kind of know what you're getting. Okay, Jamie, who are the top wide receivers to get? Uh, well, if we want to, you know, continue this theme of keeping an eye on the guys that are just a little bit over the percentages. You know, I, I still think Dotson is probably one, but you have uh, Drake London at 72%, you know, so if he's still out there, uh, obviously he's got a factor in the mix. He's, he'd be my favorite. And then uh, DJ Chark, you could buy back into with the matchup against Chicago back at home where he was great as well. He's at 66%, but Dotson would be one of the guys that we typically talk about. Then uh, Brandon Cooks two, and then Richie James three for me. Okay. So Dotson, Cooks, Richie James... But check on Drake London and DJ Chark. And if London and Dotson are both available, you'd go with who? London. 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 Okay. Um, Dave, any anything to add? Um, 
I would just throw Dorch in there. Just right. the role that he had and the amount of work that he he got <clears throat> in in, uh, in the match against Tampa Bay. And it's yeah. contingent on Trace McSorley staying under center. And and I'll also say for me right after James ahead of Dorch is uh, Romeo Dobbs. Just in case Watts yeah. is out, that's a matchup that's too dreamy to ignore. So you're selling, you're saying that if if Watson were out, would would Dobbs move up ahead of any of these guys? It's hard. It's hard to say. Probably so. Yeah, I, I guess so. I, I guess I should say that. yes because he would obviously get a boost in the matchup is the most favorable one because they allow the most fancy points to receivers. You have to assume that, especially if Aaron Jones is banged up, they may be throwing a little bit more. Uh, but they give you so much. They give up so much to opposing receivers at this point. I mean, look what the Giants just did, you know, between know, James crazy. and Hodgins and, you know, 23 targets for those two guys. Yeah. Uh, the, in their last five games, the Vikings have allowed 11.1 or more PPR fantasy points to 12 wide receivers in five games, including such studs as Devontae Parker, Corey Davis, Josh Reynolds, Jamison Williams, and three Giants wide receivers. Uh, Dave, who are the top tight ends? If he's out there, Tyler Higby, 33% available, absolute must in full PPR. Not even bad in half and non-PPR. I like Noah Fant next. He scored, I think, three of his past four games now for Seattle. Uh, after that, it, it's kind of messy. You've got Tyler Coughlin, another Tyler, uh, with a great matchup against Seattle. They've been terrible against tight ends lately. I figure the Jets can take advantage of that. Uh, Jawan Johnson, maybe he can score again after he did nothing. No one did anything, really, in that game. Uh, in, in the terrible conditions in Cleveland. I'm not buying into Jordan Akins. I'm not buying into Shane Zilstra. Hmm. Uh, four tight ends. It's not so bad this week. Okay, so Higby, Fant, Conklin, and who's the last one? Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson, okay. And there are a lot. I mean, the tight end position has a lot of guys who are rostered in about 80% of leagues that might be available. You know, One of them might be available in, your, available in your league, or if you play on a different website, all of them may be available. Njoku... Probably not Ingram, but he is 80% rostered in CBS. Ingram, uh, Najoku, D- Dawson Knox, uh, a lot of guys, Cole Komet, a lot of guys in that range. So we can talk about them a little bit later. Jamie, the top DSTs this week. Oh, my gosh. We get to we get to play the New York Giants to win a fantasy championship. Are they your favorite streamer? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> especially if Folds is starting again, that was a disaster. So, yes, the Giants won. Uh, the Chargers, I'm in a little bit more nervous because the the, the Baker Mayfield-led Rams are looking much more competent. Um, the Commanders, just because Cleveland, I think, is still a disaster going there. Uh, the Jaguars, if they play their guys. And then the Falcons, if it's McSorley, I think you could buy into them against the Cardinals at home. Desperation play. All right. Uh, kickers, Jamie? Uh, Young Shui Koo, back at home against the Cardinals. Uh, Mason Crosby, Vikings allow the most fancy points to kickers. And Jake Elliott, the Saints are also pretty bad against kickers, and we we will see the offense a little bit different depending on who the quarterback is. Okay, Dave, let me know when you have some IDPs. In the meantime, uh, Chargers 20 and the Colts 3. Okay, guys, how much do you trust Justin Herbert? Dave, I'll throw it to you first. In your fantasy championship against the Rams, Justin Herbert scored five points after scoring 8.7 points against the Titans in Week 15. Uh, you know, it's just... Not scoring touch. They have a terrible red zone offense. We know that, but he's not scoring touchdowns, and it's been disappointing. So, how much do you trust Justin Herbert in Week 17? Low end number one fantasy quarterback. I would consider Gardner Minshew over him in the event that Gardner Minshew is actually the starter, even in a tough matchup against the New Orleans Saints. I would not start Mike White or any of these other waiver wire guys ahead of Justin Herbert. I would have a I. 
I'm going back and forth between Herbert and Rodgers. I might end up leaning Rodgers just because of the matchup against the Vikings, the fact that he's been playing well, the numbers haven't necessarily been there. But I wonder if that ends up being a high-scoring game and Aaron Rodgers has maybe one of his best games of the year. But that's kind of the range that he's in. Definitely starting Goff ahead of him. Definitely starting Fields ahead of him. He's in the back half of my top 12. Okay. Jamie, were there any other takeaways? I mean, are we done with Michael Pittman? They have a great matchup against the Giants. Giants can't stop anyone. What do you, what do you think about Pittman? Yeah, you can't trust him with Foles. You know, so it's uh, it's just tough to see how this has unfolded for for Pittman that, you know, he's he's got such poor quarterback play really the entire season. But, you know, at least Matt Ryan, you know, was going to pepper him with targets, and that was the appeal. So, uh, no, I wouldn't trust him. Uh, as we alluded to, Zach Moss is a, is a desperation flex better in, in non-PPR. And I would put actually Jelani Woods on the tight end list. You know, he looked uh, decent again. Uh, every time Grant- Granson is out, his numbers have – Pop to whatever degree, and Granson was out last night. So if, if he's out again against the Giants, I'd buy into him as a low-end starter in deeper leagues. Okay, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, Mike Williams was more or less shadowed by Stefan Gilmore, so he only had four targets. He caught all of them for 76 yards. Probably a starter, though, for you against the Rams. And uh, well, I mean, right. it could be Ramsey now. That is true. And that uh, probably benefited Jerry Judy last week, by the way, as Cortland Sutton got shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. But uh, I don't know, Mike Williams or Jahan Dotson in week 17? Still Still Williams. Williams. But I I would Uh, go London over Williams. Really? In PPR, yeah. Yeah, Mike Williams is going to be interesting next year. See what happens with this offense. Okay. Waiver wire, back to the quarterbacks. All right, uh, you have in the check to see if available category Daniel Jones, but I don't think you guys like him all that much this week, right? Is he top 15 guy, Daniel Jones? Mm-hmm. He is yeah. for me. So Mike White and Gardner Minshew and Brock Purdy, Dave likes Baker Mayfield. No, Dave likes Sam Darnold more than, sorry, more than uh, Brock Purdy. Do. And, don't you? Yeah. I would take the chance on Darnold and Bridgewater over Purdy just because I know what Purdy's kind of floor to ceiling is. <laughs> I guess you apparently disagree on that. So discuss, uh, Jamie. So, okay, Jamie, you're not feeling that take. No, I don't trust Sam Darnold at all. What about Bridgewater? Uh, yeah, I mean, Teddy was not great when he stepped in for two earlier the season in the two games against Minnesota and Cincinnati. So uh, I think this Dolphins offense looks a little broken right now. And so the fact that the backup is in, I don't really trust it. Tyreek's numbers were great in the, in the two games. That was it. Well, Bridgewater came in. He faced the Vikings. Skylar Thompson started. This was week six. Thompson threw 13 passes, and Bridgewater came in, and he threw 34 passes for 329 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions, 22 points, and you know, not even starting against the Vikings. Now, that was the Vikings. That's the best matchup on the table. Yeah, I know. And this is the Patriots, certainly, so this is a lot lot different. But uh, I don't know, Dave, you seem to like Bridgewater here at least a decent amount. Uh, seems like at least in a super flex league, he'd be a priority for you. So you can discuss, assuming two is out, start to make the case to start Bridgewater. It's just the fact that he's got the upside with these receivers to have a couple of big splash plays. And it's, it's the Patriots defense. They've allowed at least 20 fantasy points to four of the last five quarterbacks that they've taken on. I'm not saying that Teddy Bridgewater is about to light them up for you know three touchdowns or anything like that. But I think he's got a little bit of a higher ceiling. Purdy, is he riskier than Brock Purdy? Yeah, I'd say he is. So if, if you if you want to lock in 18 fantasy points, maybe even 20 with Purdy, 
I don't. I wouldn't blame you for it. It's your fantasy championship. You'd rather be safe than sorry. But I think both Darnold and Bridgewater have a chance to see a little bit more work. Certainly Bridgewater, he's been a backup. More work and and more pass attempts than what they've been at lately in their respective matchups. And their respective matchups haven't been that bad. So it's it's the hope that they can get you north of 22 fantasy points. That's it. Okay, let's talk about running backs here. Uh, how much do you like Cam Akers this week just in case he is available, Jamie? Oh, must-start guy at this point. I mean, you know, he... Uh... I couldn't have been more wrong on the Rams-Broncos game and how that unfolded. Um, I'm sure a lot of people obviously whiffed on the expected uh, outcome for there, but uh, completely wrong on on Akers and, and Tyler Higby to, to the levels that they performed at. But, um, you know, he's just been 100 yards or a touchdown in all four of his last games. And so it's hard to – 100 total yards or a touchdown in all four of his last game with uh, five rushing touchdowns over that span. So it's hard to get away from what he's been doing and – you know, he's going to be a very, very interesting uh, talking point in the offseason just based on how this team will look next year. So if Tyler Algier and Cam Akers were both available to you or you had both or you could had one and you could pick up Algier. Akers. Akers. Uh, Algier for me. Uh, all right. Algier with that dream matchup, and they both have good matchups, Akers against the Chargers. Uh, the other two well, I, guys. I like the fact that Algier had the involvement in the passing game last week. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Right, but can you really bank on that? No. Not at all. But yeah. again, you know, you're talking about somebody that's building towards something. Not that Akers isn't, but but you know, he could be their their future next year. How about Algier? I think it's like sixty percent of the snaps. I'm looking up now. He had fifty nine percent last week. He had been over fifty percent and forty nine percent or more in three of the prior four. So he's been splitting pretty nicely, and he's been getting more carries, I believe, than Cordero Patterson over the last four weeks. Seventeen and eighteen carries in his last two games. It's it's really Nice to see with Algier, and they might be auditioning him for a feature role next year. He also did that against Baltimore, too, which is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good point. The other two players you have in the check to see if available section are James Cook and Gus Edwards. I assume you don't want to start those guys. Obviously, you would prefer not to, but, you know, I mean, give Cook some credit. It's 11 PPR points or more in three of his last four. And so, you know, getting much more involved and more productive. And that game could hopefully will hopefully be a shootout, you know, so not a horrible desperation play in PPR and, uh, or really in any format, I guess it doesn't really matter PPR because he only had the one game with, with uh, a heavy volume of catches. Um, and look, Gus Edwards, similar to Zach Moss, you know, if you're, if you're talking about a desperation play in non PPR, um, if he gets double digits and carries, he had 66 yards against the Steelers in the first time these two teams met. And if he's playing ahead of J.K. Dobbins again, because we just don't know how John Harbaugh is going to do things, depending on how the game flow goes, um, could get you, you know, six or seven points. And if he falls in the end zone, you'll be you'll be happy about that. So, yeah, not 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 anything with confidence. But, you know, again, we're talking about shallow leagues and you may have just lost somebody or or have a flex concern. Cook has played at least 40 percent of the snaps in three of his last four, at least 36 percent of the snaps in each of his past four. You could do worse than James Cook, and he's got some upside. Okay, the players that are rostered in fewer than 65% of leagues that we're looking at are Chuba Hubbard, Zach Moss, and then maybe you take a shot on Hassan Haskins for the Titans if Derrick Henry doesn't play, Justin Jackson for the Lions if Jamal Williams doesn't play, and Jamichael Hasty. I think Jamie said he would move ahead of Haskins and Jackson, right, if... uh, if uh, yeah, I think you know, just based on what we know right now, we know that it's it's trending in the direction of of Derrick Henry sitting. So it seems as if there's just a big opportunity in front of Hassan Haskins 
and we'll see how he takes advantage of it. Again, you're talking about a backup running back that's barely played with probably backups against a really good defense. You know, so there, there's a lot of things working against him. If Hasty does get that opportunity, my guess is he has – well, I don't guess. He has a better opportunity against the Texans, but again, you're also talking about backups as well. So just based on where we sit on Tuesday, Titans probably resting. Jaguars may be resting. Jamal Williams may be out. You know, so it's it's all those things kind of factoring in. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I think – let's say that Jamal Williams, uh, Derrick Henry, and Travis Etienne, let's just say they're all out. Dave, how high would you rank these guys? Would they crack your top 30? Give me the names again. It would be Haskins, Haskins and, and Justin Jackson. Hasty would be number one all the way. Would I take Haskins over Justin Jackson? I think I would, but it wouldn't be by much. Can you do a third of what Derrick Henry does in a good week? Good week for Derrick Henry is like you know 120 total yards and a touchdown. Could you do a third of that? Yeah, against Dallas, maybe. I, I wouldn't expect a huge game from Hassan Haskins. Okay, but would they would they be in your top 30? Probably not. Okay, so let's go to the Hasty, yes. wide receivers then. Um, all right, so in the check, Jamie, talk to me about who would you start in the check to see if available group, and that would be uh, Zay Jones at Houston, which gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, Cortland Sutton at Kansas City, Michael Gallup at Tennessee on Thursday, Drake London against the Cardinals, Jacoby Myers and DJ Chark. Again, the names are Zay Jones, Cortland Sutton, Michael Gallup, Drake London, Jacoby Myers, DJ Chark. Who's a starter in that group of six? London and Zay Jones. Okay. You guys feel good about going right back to Zay Jones? 100%. Assuming that we don't find out that they're resting us. Right. If they're going to rest dudes, right. then I don't know if I feel great about it. He might be, I don't know if he'd be one of the ones that they're resting, but if they're, if they start resting key players on offense, eventually a coach is going to say, well, what about Trevor Lawrence? Why would we play him the whole game? We wouldn't like Zay Jones if he's catching passes from CJ Beathard. I'll be a little skittish on Zay Jones, I think. So are the Texans going to go the entire year as being you know, good against receivers without us giving them any credit for being good against? Like, is this not a matchup to, to avoid for Zay Jones? I think that Trevor Lawrence is so hot right now that if he plays the majority of the game, there's nothing the Texans could do to stop him. Okay. It's kind of like when they face Tua, who actually really lit them up, but only in two and a half quarters. Tua and right. a half quarters. All right, so then the the guys who are widely available, Jahan Dotson, we've talked about him a lot, Brandon Cooks, and then Dave likes Dorch. Jamie would move Romeo Dobbs up ahead of Richie James if uh, if uh, Christian Watson were out, but you got Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins and Rashid Shaheed, Elijah Moore, Miko. It's you know, you know. Elijah Moore, Michael Hardman, Russell Gage. Jamie, do you want to make a case for anybody that we haven't talked about? Moore, Moore is very interesting because Moore, Moore had, the last time he played with Mike White, he had 10 targets, 6 catches, 60 yards. That was the game that White got hurt against Buffalo. He's going to play in the slot. You know he's going to avoid Tariq Wollin. So there, there's a lot to like about what, the way that Mike White plays that benefits Elijah Moore. So, you know, I probably have him too well, to be honest with you. Dave, do you like any of these guys? Gage, Hardman, Elijah Moore, Rashid Shahid, uh, Giants guys? I don't really want to trust any of them. I'm a little bit nervous about the Giants guys because how much will they have to throw? Like we've seen that before where Daniel Jones doesn't throw a lot and Hodgins really, he sees his numbers tank. And James, this is two games ago against Washington. He had eight PPR points. I guess I'm okay with James over Hodgins, but I like uh, Dodson and Dorch and 
Cooks and definitely Drake London and DJ Chark way more than the Giants guys. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm going to be maybe too excited, but fairly excited about Lazard and Dobbs this week if Christian Watson's out. It's just like, it's yeah, just for such sure. a layup. Um, yeah, and I will be gaga. I mean, Dobbs even has Watson. appeal if Watson plays. Yeah. I mean, Watson was, it was such an encouraging half for Christian Watson. If he does come back and play this week, I mean, I personally am going to be telling everyone to start him. I mean, I'm not going to start him over like Stefan Diggs, but I just think what we saw in that first half was exactly what you're, what you're hoping to see from a dynasty perspective and, and against the Vikings in week 17. All right. And any interest in Kendrick Bourne or Hunter Renfro coming off of good games? For Bourne, that was his first game over nine PPR points all season. Renfro, I think, is just tough to trust against 49ers. I felt like maybe Renfro's second or third game over nine PPR points this season. Oh, yeah. They both had their best game. So, Okay, tight ends. Um, well, here's my first question is if Greg Dulcich does play, is he actually someone you'd want to start this week against the Chiefs? See, I think what we should just do is just say no, because every time we say no, he plays well. <laughs> yeah, he eliminated me from a league with that stupid touchdown at the end. Completely useless touchdown. Just so mad. And he it. celebrated after it like his team was down big. It was terrible. It's not a great matchup either. The Chiefs. Yeah. Check to see if available Evan Ingram, Dawson Knox, David Njoku, Cole Komet, Taysom Hill, Tyler Higby. Owned and rostered in 67 to 81% of leagues. Jamie, that group is Ingram, Knox, Njoku, Komet, Hill, Taysom Hill, and Tyler Higby. So Ingram is obviously a slam dunk. I know you like to, you'd want to add Higby. How do you feel about Knox and Njoku and Komet and Taysom Hill this week? Uh, Knox must-start guy, obviously, um, based on what he's done in the expected point total between the Bengals and the Bills. Uh, who else you say? I'm sorry. Dave, David Njoku, Cole Komet, and Taysom Hill. I think you buy back into Njoku in better weather. Uh, should do you know a better job with uh, you know the matchup against Washington, as we saw last week. George Kittle beat them up. Hopefully, David Njoku does the same thing. And um, Taysom Hill. Was, I'm sorry. Who's Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is just a gamble, wild card. Yeah. Um. So, would you start Tyler Higby, guys, or or David Njoku, or Dawson Knox? Who's your favorite? They're actually back to back to back for me. I've got Hig. This is full PPR. Higby one, Knox two, Njoku three. And then Jamie, your number one guy is Tyler Conklin. The in terms of rostered in sixty five percent or fewer of leagues, and he's got the Seahawks who give up the most fantasy points. So Conklin, Jawan Johnson, Jelani Woods, Noah Fant for you. I think it's going to be a little bit different for Dave, but what do you think about Conklin? Where do you have him ranked? Uh, just outside the top 12. None of these guys are starters. You know, so uh, Conklin, I think you saw a little bit of a resurgence last week against the Jaguars, and hopefully that carries over to this week. Uh, again, you mentioned the matchup's fantastic, and he, his numbers were better with everybody, just like every other player on the Jets without Zach Wilson under center. So um, he's, uh, he's got a chance, based on the matchup and the quarterback, to have a, a decent game. Dave, is he your number one, or did you say you liked Fant better? I like Fant better. Fant's taking on a Jets defense. They've allowed at least 11.5 half PPR points to tight ends in each of their past three games. He scored in three of his past four. I'll like him a little less if Lockett's back, but for now, we're not ranking Lockett. So Noah Fant continues to get um, 
appeal as a touchdown or bust tight end. So what should the Mark Andrews manager be doing on Tuesday? Other Picking than, up a tight end. Uh, other than begging, planning begging for Lamar Jackson to return. Planning for next year, I think, is probably the reality of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> but picking up a tight end, how many you wouldn't start Tyler Conklin over him, would you? There's none of these guys I would start over Mark Andrews. I'm starting Higby over him. I'm starting oh, Higby, Knox yeah. over him. Yeah, though those Joker's guys out yeah. there. I'll none, start none, fan none, over none of the guys too. under sixty five percent, no. Gotcha. I, I would start fan. That's it, the only one. Is that what if Lamar Jackson plays? Then I'm not starting fan. I'm starting Mark Andrews. Okay, if Lamar Jackson plays, would you start Tyler Higby or, or Mark Andrews? Probably Andrews. If Lamar Jackson plays, I'm still starting Higby. <laughs> okay. It's a tough matchup, man. It's it, Even if Lamar plays, it's a tough matchup. He's clearly not 100%. Yeah. that's. I don't think he's going to play. I think he's done for the year. Who, Mark Andrews? No, Lamar Jackson. Oh, oh, oh. I think Andrews is... I don't think he's 100%. No one is at this point in the season. But I think he's moving okay i don't think that he's like you know gutting it out through a bunch of injuries okay dsts the giants 16 sacks in their last four games and the colts are the best matchup the chargers against the rams who are the second best matchup but obviously they were not last week uh chargers chargers have been pretty good lately the commanders they've been terrible the last two weeks against the giants and the niners but they were very good before that they get the browns uh, the Jaguars are at Houston. Jaguars DST is hot right now. And the Falcons, if you're desperate, Falcons have been awful this year, but they get the Cardinals. Um, okay. It's really only Vince McCorley. Okay. So Giants, Chargers, Commanders, Jaguars. Um, are you going to start any of them over, let's say, a somewhat slumping Cowboys DST? Not this week. No, no way. Not Cowboys week. are number one. Okay, how about over the Bills? Oh, yeah. you can talk me into some of those defenses. Yeah, I don't want any part of the Bills this week. Yeah. How about the Patriots or the Giants or Chargers? Uh, with Giants Teddy, I go right back to the Patriots. Not me. Do you don't have Giants any faith? Over the Patriots, but Patriots, Patriots top ten for me. You don't have any faith in the page in Teddy Bridgewater, Jamie? Do you? No, none. I don't know, man. It's it really is not about Teddy Bridgewater. It's about can you get the ball to Waddle and Hill? And have them do what they do, uh, you know. Like, uh, I, I feel like he's going to do all right, Mister Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I feel he's all right. He's one of the better backup quarterbacks it, in football. It's, it's, it's an offensive line that's struggling. It's based on a precision passing game that Teddy Bridgewater is not as adept at as Tua Tagovailoa right now. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I think he might be better than Tua Tagovailoa right now because he'll Ooh. actually be able to read the defenses. Tua was good before Tua's he got concussed. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that. In the first half, he was cooking a little bit. And then in the second half, he was just... He he wasn't reading defenses. Do you guys feel like it's... I don't know. We probably shouldn't speculate. But there's a hit going around that of... You know, the, the hit that he took in the first half, people think he got concussed on. We don't know specifically when it happened. But, you know, he did have a dreadful second half. And you, you can start wondering if he was himself... Um, sure. he, he threw five interceptions all season and then he threw three against the Packers. And I, I, I think I mentioned this on yesterday's beyond the box score. This is just a funny little coincidence. Raheem Mostert played two snaps in the fourth quarter. Both of them were interceptions. Oh, he was just like a bad luck charm. One of them was his fault. It was intended for him and he didn't turn around. I don't know whose fault that was, but, um, yeah. I, Hey, speaking of luck, Adam, wait, I think we should announce the lucky bench player oh. of the year. 
on Wednesday's show. On Wednesday's show. Okay, but I need IDP from you. I've got IDPs. Christian Harris with Houston, especially if there's no Derrick Henry, or he's not playing Derrick Henry, my bad, especially if there's no Travis Etienne. I like his chances to continue racking up tackles. Uh, Cater Kohu, I think I'm saying that right, defensive back for Miami. He's been playing well the past couple of weeks. Same thing with Eric Rowe. Last two games that he's played, he's been over double-digit fantasy points. And then there's one more. I'm looking for him, looking for him, looking for him. Uh, Obo or Karankwo, uh, also a linebacker on Houston. Two of his past three games have been really good. Okay, all about those Houston linebackers to win you an IDP league. Uh, kicker streamers are Young Way Koo, Mason Crosby, and Jake Elliott. And hopefully we won't have all the weather concerns that we had in week uh, 16. I know up here in New York, it's supposed to be in the 50s this weekend, so... Hopefully we have uh, some great weather. We don't have to make any of those annoying decisions. And Dave, if you do me a favor, I know you like to watch some film. Go ahead and watch Deshaun Watson. See what you think. Because I thought Watson actually looked pretty good. I'm, I'm interested to see how he finishes the season. But he made some really good throws in the harshest conditions that anyone's played in all year, basically. So we'd love to get some feedback mm-hmm. on that. Mari Cooper slipped on a touchdown. Yep. yep. And then the last should've, two throws he made... They were down by seven. They were driving. He was scrambling. He threw the ball back corner of the end zone to Donovan Peoples-Jones. It was a great play and couldn't catch it. And then he threw a dart to Najoku right at the goal line. It was a tough... I mean, you can't. You just can't make plays like that, catches like that in those conditions. But um, anyway, we'd love to get your feedback there because I think he was a lot better than the numbers. And of course, it won't really be that fantasy relevant, except okay. sure. I, think, I think it'll make the game a lot more interesting against the commanders. Uh, All right, that's it for today's show, your waiver wire. We've got a live stream tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you have any more questions that you need uh, answered, and we'll talk to you tomorrow with tough calls and the lucky player to pick up for your fantasy championship. For Dave and Jamie and Thomas, I'm Adam. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.